Well, it is, again, never boring with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Brad Marchand gets suspended just about five to ten minutes before I started this recording. We're going to go into that and why I think it was a bit light with NHL. And yes, for those that are on YouTube, I have my brand new setup. This is my first time recording on my PC. Uh, if the audio sounds weird, first off, you know, please let me know. I, I'm going to be doing some ed more editing, I think, to it in Audacity and a couple other uh, audio platforms as well. But we also have to get to, you know, a full game preview against the Ottawa Senators on Thursday. Um, plus, you know, just a, just a thought, I think, on why some Penguin fans are getting it a little wrong with, you know, the retaliation stuff. That's all coming up right after this drop. You're Locked On Penguins, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome to this Wednesday evening episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO Arsenal Penguins. As I'm recording on my PC, it looks so weird just to – I feel like I'm a lot closer um, to this screen than I was with my Mac. I feel like when I was on my Mac, it was a little um, further back than my Mac is further on YouTube. My Mac is right here. So, um, you know, just changing up. I feel like I like this setup a lot more. Again, if there are audio issues or anything, um, feel free to send me a message on my social medias. Or, you know, just, you know, leave a review or something like that on YouTube or on Apple or whatever. But, you know, a lot to get to for today's show. Let's start off with the Brad Marchand stuff. I know I touched on it on Tuesday, obviously. So, Department of Player Safety has officially um, announced the ruling. Six-game suspension for, Mar for Marchand after he swung his stick, basically, at Tristan Jari's face. And then he punched him right in the helmet. You know, my first thought once I saw it, you know, I, I just, I think it's weak. Um, and, you know, if you want to send a message to someone like this, and I, again, I understand why he's so talented in the top 10 to top 15 player um, in hockey. But if you want to send a message to say to someone like, okay, you can't do this again, you've got to throw the book at them. Six games, well, you know, that's big for NHL standards. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it, it absolutely is. You know, that's still not enough for someone that's been suspended, you know, almost, what, 10 times now, if not a little bit more. I think, you know, the league is doing themselves a disservice, you know, by allowing this stuff to continue to happen. You know, I don't think Brad is going to learn anything from this. We all know the kind of player that he is. Is he talented? Yes. But he's also a troll. That, that, that is exactly who Brad Marchand is. He tries to get under your skin. He wants you mad online. And when you do get mad online, he benefits from it because he sees it. He sees, obviously, that you're mad. And he was trying to do that with Tristan Jari last night. I know a couple times, you know, but – with throwing the puck over, I think that got him a, I think that got Jari a little mad, but it was also kind of funny, right? But then he's kind of like trolling Sidney Crosby, not allowing him to go get a new stick. Okay, that's kind of weirdo Bush League behavior, but, you know, we'll, we'll allow it, right? You know, it's just, it's kind of funny at the time, too. But then, you know, towards the end of the game, it's all over, and this all boils down to him losing his mind, and he just takes stupid swings at one of the best goaltenders in hockey. So, you know, at the end of the day, I, I would have given him 10 to 15. And, you know, if he, if he would have gotten a 15-game suspension, um, he would have had to forfeit, I think, a little over a million of his salary. So, um, you know, I, I, I personally wish, you know, the league would have done that because, you know, 
for as much as we all harp on Tom Wilson, and rightfully so, he's one of the dirtiest players in the league, since he got that 20-game suspension outside of the Artemi Panarin situation, which was really bad, don't get me wrong, um, he really has not had another hit that's even come close to anything like that. You know, it actually seems like he's making an effort to clean himself up a little bit, just like Matt Cook did. Remember, when Cook got the book thrown at him, I want to say that was 2010, 2011, you know, Mario Lemieux and Ray Sure, they released a statement saying, hey, you know, we agree with this suspension. He needs to change his game or he's out of here. You know, they, they didn't try to fight it. And, you know, I think the Capitals probably – they didn't release a statement, but they probably said internally, "Dude, you don't you keep this up, we're not gonna keep, we're not gonna keep you around for the long haul." You know, kudos to him a little bit. You know, he's actually cleaned up his act at least lately, where he's not getting suspended, um, at least not this year yet. I mean, it's, it's baby steps for him, but you know, for Marshan, this is the second time that he has been suspended this year. Remember, early on in the season, three game suspension for a slew foot. Now it's six because he can't help himself at the end of the game. And, you know, he, he's, he's had a lot of spearing penalties. He's gotten suspended, I think, once or twice for that. You know, a couple other headshots I think he's gotten suspended for. You know, this is a prime repeat offender. And the fact that he is still not getting the book, I don't really understand that, um, at least in my opinion. You know, I, I know some Bruins fans out there and um, some other people around the NHL were trying to say that Jari started it by swinging his stick at Charlie Coyle. Um, the, the, the two are – they're not mutually exclusive. I mean, sure, Jari probably shouldn't have done it, but – that's not what set Brad Marchand off. He was mad that the team was losing. He was mad that he wasn't doing anything. And he took his frustrations out on a goaltender who made a really nice save. And, you know, again, again the game was over at that point. So, you know, lose me with the benefit of the doubt for Brad Marchand. Anyone that's defending him, you're just you're, you're, you're showing your whole ass, um, I, I, think, I think is the way to say it. Um, I, I just – I really don't get that, um, at least in my opinion. The Penguins skated away with the victory. And, you know, I'll say this here, too. I'll go into it a little bit more in the next segment. You know, these Penguins fans, and this is not just on social media. This is on Sports Talk Radio and everything, message boards, of course. But, you know, these fans that, you know, they, they get mad that the team is undisciplined. You know, back in 2012, well, why aren't they skating away? You know, the Flyers are just trying to get under their skin and all that. But yet you want the Penguins to go after Marshan after he made himself look like an idiot when the game is over and you want to risk one of your best players getting hurt. To me, that's just BS. I mean, that solves absolutely freaking nothing. We all saw what happened when this team traded for Ryan Reeves a few years ago. Jim Rutherford literally said to the media after they won the 2017 Cup, yeah, we're looking to add some toughness. I didn't like how State and Gino were pushed around in that playoff series. Well, I mean, look what happened. He literally did not do a damn thing um, in the in the series in the season, excuse me. And then he was traded for Derek Brassard because Mike Sullivan knew that there was no use for this player in his starting lineup. So you know, to to me, I just I think it's you know it's it's just I don't know. I guess I'm I'm trying to put it into words, um, but I think people are being a lot of just, hypocrites, I should say, is the word that I'm looking for. Um, nothing, you know, I, I know Chris Tang grabbed Brad and, you know, he pushed him aside a little bit, but, you know, you really want Sidney Crosby to chase the guy down the tunnel? I mean, I, I don't. I mean, Sid, Sid and Brad are already good friends anyway. So, 
Um, that was never going to happen. And I just, I don't, I don't subscribe to the notion that the Penguins need payback or anything like that. This is not old time hockey. I'm going to get into Tyler Kennedy's video, <clears throat> you know, coming up here in this second segment because I saw that was released on social media. Getting to get into also what some of the beat reporters, you know, are writing about this on social media and you know why I disagree um, with a couple of them as well. But you know, I wanted to make that point clear, um, you know, as as we end. Um, this first segment here. So again, coming up in the next segment to get, get my more thoughts on just, you know, why it's just a lot of backwards thinking. And of course, you know, we're going to get into a full preview for the game against the Ottawa Senators. Now, before we get to that, though, it, you know, this is the time of year that I've pretty much given up on all of my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right. Thanks to you, Bill Barr. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you tried the Puffs? If you haven't, well, you are missing out on one of the best built bars out there. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar, though. They are a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. All built bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. They're low-calorie, high-protein. You can replace candy bars with them as well. You know, a typical candy bar has you know, upwards of 300 calories, but most built bars, only 130 calories. 4 grams of sugar and 4 grams of net carbs and 17 grams of protein. You know, there's so many great flavors with mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new for the month of February, white chocolate cookies and cream. They're all delicious, and there's new flavors coming out all the time. So you can go to built.com, use promo code ROCK15, and get 15% off your order. That's promo code ROCK15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, so we're back here on this episode of the Lockdown Penguin Podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. You're going to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow this show for LO, our score penguin. So, you know, see, see a lot of, you know, for those that are not on Twitter, you know, and I know a lot of people that listen to the show are not, you know, it's, if you're not, you're, you're saving yourself a world of pain, trust me, because there are a lot of takes on this website that, you know, it's, it, it's a bit much. But, you know, I'm just, I, I'm tired of some of these, you know, some of the Beaver reporters. It's just like, well, you know, I'm not a Neanderthal, but the Penguins should have done this. And it's like, no, they shouldn't have because the game is over. You know, and I tweeted about this, uh, you know, to my followers on on Twitter, you know, earlier on today. I'll say it for you all here that do not follow me. The best thing the Penguins can do, you know, you're up four to two. There's 20 seconds left, right? You know, Brad Marchand does something stupid like that. Okay, sure. You know, give him a couple whacks. Don't go, go try to fight him or anything like that. You know what you do? You laugh at him and say, hey, dude, look at the scoreboard. We just freaking kicked your butt, so, and, and you're going to get suspended. So, ha, ha, ha. Just laugh in his face. That, that's all the players need to do. And, <clears throat> you know, kudos to the Penguins because they didn't get involved in those kind of scrums. And this is exactly what Mike Sullivan has been preaching ever since he took over in 2015-16. I don't think that's being mentioned enough when we talk about this situation. You know, when Sully took over, you know, he, what was his mantra? Still is today, right? Two words, just play. And, you know, that's, that's been instilled in the Penguins, <clears throat> excuse me, for the last six to seven years now. And, you know, the Penguins of old, you know, back in 2012 and 2013, where they would just melt under Dan Biles and when a player would just, uh, the opposing team would just look at them, basically, you know, that, that's well, well gone. You know, this is not 2012, the Philadelphia Flyers, where the Penguins were just being, Complete and utter morons um, when just, you know, a flyer would make a big hit. You know, they would just, they would go after them with what? Because, you know, Dan Biles was, you know, he did not have this team discipline at all. But with Mike Sullivan, you know, his, the, the team doesn't take the bait. And that goes for on the ice 
and excuse me, off the ice. Look what you know Tristan and Mike said to the media after the game, and then this morning. You know, Tristan said, you know, heat of the moment thing. I don't really care that much. You know, just you know, hope, hope he's okay or whatever like that. And you know, on other teams, you know, the players would have blasted him. You know, I mean, imagine what Drew Doughty would say if that happened to someone on the Kings. Matthew Kachuk, I'm sure Connor McDavid would have had some words if something happened on the Oilers. You know, a whole bunch of other players who I'm sure have no problem speaking up. But you know what? Tristan was like, you know what? I'm not going to say anything. And Mike Sullivan was the same way. Like, you know, it's an emotional game. You know, we, we skate away from this kind of nonsense. And, you know, he didn't he didn't take the bait when he was asked about it, you know, again, both um, Tuesday night and Wednesday afternoon after practice in Boston for the team flew to Ottawa. And, excuse me. You know, that just goes to show, you know, how much this really is Mike Sullivan's team. And, you know, he does not want them, you know, to stray from the path and to get back, you know, to the ways that we saw from the Penguins, you know, all those years ago where they were undisciplined. And it's funny because, you know, some of those same writers back then were saying, well, you know, the Penguins are so undisciplined. You know, someone's got to, like, be better with them with this regard. But now you're telling them to be undisciplined because Brad Marchand was just an idiot at the end of the game. You, you, you can't have it on one end of the, the spectrum and then on the other end of the spectrum, right? You know, you gotta, I, I think you got to pick a side with that one. You know, I, I know I'm probably, I guess, in the minority with some of the fan base just because I'm not, I don't subscribe to that old-time hockey stuff. I don't think you need to answer the bell in quotation marks or, you know, the, the code as well. I was perfectly fine with not doing anything there, you know, and, you know, I, 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 I watched Tyler Kennedy's video. You know, I, I, I can maybe put a link to it in the description box for YouTube. And I understand what he's saying. I love the guy, you know, he played with, for the Penguins for so many years. You know, he talked about how, you know, playing against Detroit and Philadelphia, how he was a lot more scared to play Philly because even though they weren't as good, you know, you're, you're walking into that building and you know, it's going to be a gunfight. Um, every time compared to Detroit where, you know, it wasn't as big of a rival. But, you know, TK, I'll also say this, the Red Wings were a better team. So I feel like I would have feared them more than a team like Philly because I know they had decent teams back then, but were any of those teams actual cup contenders? Even the year they made the final against the Blackhawks, I never thought that team was going to win. Um, but, you know, I just, I just, I think a lot of fans, especially, you know, still in this fan base, are out of touch with today's NHL, you know, and, it's just, I don't think, you know, the question why didn't the Penguins retaliate, you know, should be the focus of the Marshall. You know, it's just, it's peak NHL for why that is. And, you know, I know I spent the first 15 minutes of the show talking about it, but I really wanted to get this point across to all of you and just, you know, give you all my thoughts on it because, you know, I, I am kind of sick and I'm tired of seeing these things. And, you know, it, it, it's funny how, you know, people also, you're not allowed to criticize Jim Rutherford for what he did after the Cup wins, but, you know, you're going to criticize Mike Sullivan for not having his players answer the bell again in quotation marks for something that they literally didn't need to answer the bell for. Um, even in the NFL, you know, usually when a quarterback takes a cheap shot, the linemen, you know, they'll help him up. They're not going to, you know, do a lot of, you know, brawls or anything like that. You know, sometimes you do see them because, you know, again, you know, I understand, you know, they're, they're standing up for their teammates and stuff like that. But, you know, I'm not going to question Sully and especially Cindy Crosby's um, response to retaliation. You know, the, the banners live forever. The reason why they won those cups, or a big reason, is because this team was disciplined and they stayed on the task. 
you know, and they just they played through everything. And I know a lot of teams are going to try to bully the Penguins. The Capitals try to do it all the time, you know, and it's not even just Tom Wilson. You know, TJ Oshie has a history of kind of being, you know, dirty at times. You know, John Carlson. Well, I shouldn't even say John Carlson. Um, Garnett Hathaway, a couple other players. Obviously, Boston, they have a lot of big bodies they'll throw around. You know, Philly at times can play some, you know, heavy hockey. The Islanders, especially with their little identity line of Clutterbuck, Sadikas, and Martin, though, that team is not that good this year. But still, you know, this is, I, I, it's just, you know, the, the Penguins, every time, even after these games, even after they lose, they still, they, they come out of it, they, they talk about whatever happened, but they don't ever speak about, on, you know, how we lost due to, like, a physicality being an issue. That's just Mike Sullivan doesn't see that as, as something that, you know, bothers him. And I know that Ron Hextall and Brian Burke, maybe sitting up there being like, you know, what the hell, man? Why didn't anyone retaliate? But, you know, go ask Mike Sullivan why they didn't retaliate a few years ago when they won back-to-back cups. You know, that, that's, that, the proof is in the pudding, um, as they like to say. So just wanted to spend the first, you know, seg- segment, I guess, basically almost the two segments, talking about that, you know, especially with the suspension and just giving my thoughts overall on why I thought the Penguins' response to Martian was just fine and how I think, you know, some of the fans' outcries are not, giving him karma um it's just i, I think it's kind of i don't know it, it's just not there it used to be but coming up in the next segment we're going to preview the game against ottawa on thursday and you know we're going to have a couple of uh, injury updates especially with evgeny Malkin. got some really good news on him for you all um i'm going to share coming up here in a couple of minutes but before we do that Bellarm has you covered this season with more props on and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the playoffs right to the big game in a couple of weeks BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live, real-time updates, and, of course, you know, current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season for all sports. That is BetOnline, where the game starts. All right. Welcome back to this episode of the Lockdown Penguins Podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes, you want to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. You can also follow the show's Twitter, hello, underscore penguins. So big news today uh, for Evgeny Malkin. Um, so he has been activated off of COVID protocol. Um, he will not be eligible to play in Ottawa on Thursday. That's due to Canada's COVID rules. Um, there's also only going to be 500 fans available for that game against the Senators. That's due to, you know, the Ottawa's COVID restrictions. But, you know, still big news that Gino is back that early. So it looks like, you know, thank God he didn't have too bad of symptoms. Uh, I think he will be a lock to play on Sunday in Newark. He'll probably get a couple practice days in. Um, he'll be good to go. So probably just one more game we're looking at without a Danny Malkin. So only in two more game absence. But, you know, thank God that he is okay. So as I said, the Penguins will be playing Ottawa. It looks like Matt Murray will be getting the start. And you know what? Good for him, man. You know, he's really played well, um, I think, especially after he came back. I'm, I'm on a money puck right now if, you know, my beautiful PC wants to load here. And I'm looking down to see here, you know, Matt Murray, he's making a little bit of a comeback. You know, 14 games played this season, 5.7 goals saved above expected, 9.14 save percentage, 2.72 goals against average. You know, this is a player that I will always root for. I don't care what team he plays for. You know, I, I think some people in the fan base treated him like absolute crap for no reason just because he lost, I don't know, Mark andre because he beat out, out Mark andre Fleury for his job or something like that, and people just held that against him. I don't really get why people did that but you know I guess it happened for whatever reason but <clears throat> excuse me you know he's just a player that you know 
he's been through so much already. You know, his dad passed away a couple of years ago. I think that really impacted his play. But, you know, coming back from injury, and he, he was also sick for a bit this season, he's really starting to turn it on. And, you know, I, I'm really excited to hopefully get Murray versus Jari for the first time. Um, on Thursday. And this will also be, again, you know, Matt Murray's first time playing the Penguins um, since he got traded. Um, overall, you know, Ottawa's line, I mean, you know, they, they played um, Carolina pretty well on Tuesday. You know, it was a 4 nothing game for a little bit. Um, and then um, Carolina was making a comeback. They actually only lost 4-3. to three. Um, they, were, they were able to make it 4-3 uh, to three without a minute left, and they weren't able to tie the game. But, you know, this is a center team. They've been playing a bit better. As of late, you know, Brady Kachuk with Tim Stutzlaw on the, on the first line. Um, you know, Formington on the second line with Nick Paul. You know, Austin Watson's on the third line with Zach Sanford. Chris Tierney on the fourth line. He actually scored in that game um, against Carolina. Obviously, you know, Stutzlaw and Kachuk, those are, you know, their, their two best uh, forwards. Kachuk was very good against the Penguins the last time. Um, as was Stutzlaw. You know, I, I should say that. You know, he was an animal over the ice. And you know, for whatever reason, the Penguins have had their hands full. <clears throat> excuse me, with the Senators this year. Uh, they, they played them very tough in both meetings. Remember, you know, up in Ottawa the first time, this was when the Penguins were struggling. And, you know, I believe the loss was 5-3, 6 three, something like that. Penguins were able to beat them the second time in Pittsburgh. Um, that game looked like a blowout um, until the third period when the Penguins took the foot off the gas. And, you know, that's going to be something that, you know, they're going to have to preach to do better for this game. You know, this is still one that I think the Penguins should win. Though, you know, again, they just beat, all, they just beat Carolina um, at home. So, you know, they're a team that's, you know, again, they're playing better right now, even though they're not that good. I do think this is a team that plays a bit better than their record. Tomas Shabbat on the top pairing, um, you know, with Nikita Zaitsev. You know, Brandstrom is going to be a really good player, I think, at some point. Underlying numbers-wise, you know, it, it's it's still not uh, great, um, I should say, for Ottawa. 46.5% expected goals, 47% of the actual goals. Minus nine goal differential. We only have 46.5% um, of the shot attempts at 5v5. Going on to some more numbers here. I love that you know, the PC is so much easier. It's so much easier for this. Um, their goals for per 60, um, 2.43. Um, and then goals against per 60, 2.7. So a little bit of a difference there. Again, though, you know, I, I know there's not going to be a lot of fans there. There's obviously the storyline of Sidney Crosby potentially scoring his 500th goal. In basically an empty arena, I think that would suck. I, w I wish he could hopefully do it um, in front of home fans in Pittsburgh because, you know, he's so close to get another milestone for his historic career. But, you know, if it happens, you know, good for him because, you know, he's the second, well, uh, of all active players, you know, he has the second most goals in the league right now behind the greatest goal scorer of all time, um, and Alex Ovechkin. So, you know, this is still going to be a tough game. You know, Ottawa – I wouldn't say they play boring, but you know they're they're fast. You know they have some skilled players. They, they you know especially again, again Suits Luck, the Chuck, Shabbat was really good in that last matchup. They just didn't get the goaltending. You know I thought the Penguins and they outplayed them for I guess spurts, but they didn't outplay them for the full 60 minutes that I expected them to. Even I know it's at PPG, but you know that's still a team that the Penguins they should have been able to dominate. Um, and that one number that was, I believe, that was a five to one game going into the third period, and they almost blew it. So we'll have to see. But that does it for this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I really appreciate all of you listening to this one. Again, let me know if there's any audio issues or something like that. And again, I'm gonna be doing some editing um, and all that jazz. And you know, just for all all of you on YouTube, you know, this is my new little setup here. You know, I had to clean up my living room here um, 
at least a little bit, but I feel like this looks a lot better. I know there's a little bit of the echo um, for my glasses, just at least just looking at my uh, webcam and my ring light. But yeah, that'll do it for this one. Thank you all so much for listening. And I'm back on Thursday with a full game recap episode for the Penguins versus the Senators. Talk to you all then.